Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast for Week 8 in DFS. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy. And here today to break down the wide receiver and tight end fields with us for Week 8 is uh, one of the hottest DFS players in the industry. We got them both here on staff at Win Daily. Guy who was burning up, uh, burning up the leaderboards was David Jones. And now David Jones is, you know, past the baton. It's almost like a like a track meet here as he's past the ton, baton to Javier Prezello, who's uh who's been near the top or at the top of tournament boards across FanDuel in multiple sports in the last week. And uh and he's been our in our winners report every day on Win Daily. Uh, congratulations on a great week, Javier. And uh he's, he's you know what? What have been some pointers that you can share with uh, the listening audience to be as hot as you are? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for the shout out, Scott. Um, so a lot of uh, my success is uh, actually working closely with the team at Win Daily. I know it sounds like uh, a promotional uh, guide for me right now for Win Daily, but it's the truth. I'm uh, I'm using the Slack channel. I'm, I'm working with the staff. I'm. Uh, doing my own research, doing my own projections, but I've tweaked everything together just based off the feedback I've gotten from the, from the other staff members at WinDaily. So um, just working with them on that and, and uh, you know, figuring out the right contest. I mean, the, the contest choosing is probably one of the most important um, pieces in, in DFS. And, and really, the lineups I've been making, they're for smaller tournaments, high-entry small tournaments. And I just focus on a few lineups there. Uh, and I mean, if you saw the, the winnings yesterday, um, uh, a good chunk of, I had about 10 entries in the $444 one for the basketball fan duel, and I almost cashed in all of them. So just a similar lineup, similar tweaks, and then I run it by the staff and see what they think and get their feedback and get the sleeper play. So um, just working with the team closely has, has made me even more successful. This is, a, this is quite a hot streak on fan duel. Yeah, uh, and you can, you can talk to Javier regularly in our premium gold Slack chat channel if you're a chat member. You know, it's interesting. I had a conversation with David Jones the other day, and for those of us who don't play quite as high stakes as you do, or Jason or David or some of our top DFS pros, on DraftKings, I, re- and I first discovered these when playing NASCAR. Uh, I really like the multipliers, like – uh, you know, there's one on Sundays in NFL that if you click on the multipliers button, I don't know if a lot of people are aware of it, but you put in $27 and the top, the top 30 win a, win a thousand, win a thousand dollars. And there's a lot, a lot of those boosters and multipliers. And it seems like every time I talk to somebody about the multipliers, they're not aware of them. They're very, you know, they, they have a lower amount of entries and some of them have nice upside. Yeah, no, for sure. So that's a, it's a good point to make. And, and those multipliers, uh, I, I'm not sure how big the contest you're playing, but the ones that I do also, uh, they're not as big, but um, they only pay, a, a, you know, the top portion. And, and you still have to be different in that. It's, it's about finding your core plays. And I talked about this in my podcast with Brandon also. It's finding your core plays, focusing that and building around those lineups and figuring out who can be the sneaky um, you know, sneaky play that no one's going to really choose. So that's what I try to look for in, in all my lineups, and it's it's been working out. So. Well, before we get into the breakdown then, I'm, I'm going to run this lineup by you that I was constructing this morning when uh, writing an article. 
And uh, just because I am so big on the Ryan Tannehill to A.J. Brown hookup this week in DFS. And here's why. <laughs> I believe, you know, certain NFL NFL teams try to fix on a week-to-week basis what is wrong and what they what they need to do better. But with some teams, it's broken and you can't fix it. Like, look at Chicago last week. They, they got run all over by New Orleans last week. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're going to bounce back. Even look at the Jets. You know, Sam Darnold isn't as bad as what he what he what he looked like on Monday night. I think he's had a chance to rebound this week. Uh, but some teams can't fix what's broken. It's just not possible. You don't have the personnel. You don't have the talent. Tampa Bay's got the worst pass defense in the NFL, and Tannehill had three hundred yards passing, three hundred twelve yards passing in his first start with uh, with Tennessee. And he faces Tampa Bay this week. And I really believe that in seasonal and DFS, you want to get A.J. Brown in your lineup this week. He's just 4,100 on DraftKings. Tannehill's 5,100. Brown already has two 50-plus yard receptions to his credit this season. He has he has, he has uh, big play speed. And watch him on film. He's got good side. He can really pluck the ball out of the air on a higher percentage throw. Uh so I'm really about about uh, Tannehill to Brown this week, and I constructed this lineup. It was it's it's, and I'm probably going to tweak it because you're going to say say what David Jones and I talked about when I ran this by him is that you know I don't you don't necessarily want a running back and two wide receivers from the same team in the same game, but I believe that the Seahawks are going to roll up so many points that everybody can eat. So this is what I did: Tannehill, Carson, Ty Johnson. Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Tyler Lockett, Austin Hooper, D.K. Metcalf, and the Titans defense because they're a very good underrated unit, and they're facing turnover king, Jason James Winston. So you, your take right. on, that line, uh, on, that, on that lineup. Okay. I was, yeah, I was trying to take uh, the notes on there. So the one person that I am – indifferent about is Julio. So I know, um, and you said this is DraftKings, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so Julio is going to be a a big play uh, in my eyes if Matt Ryan plays. So it's all dependent on that. I I think if Matt Schott plays, I don't like it as much. I think uh, I'll love the Hooper play because as you can see, when Matt Schott took over, he is the only one he's throwing to and he threw the touchdown to him too. So uh, that would be my only thing. But other than that, I am very high on, on Tennessee this week as well. Um, I do like the the Tannehill to A.J. Brown. I saw Tannehill for many years when he was with the Dolphins, and he's a mediocre quarterback, but he's just yeah, priced too low. He's playing against Tampa defense. While he would have a big game. Mm-hmm. Correct, yeah. And I think um, he, this, he's due for it. I mean, with the lineup you have, you have Chris Carson, who's gonna who's a high – He's my number one running back this week. You have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I think it's a little too much Seahawks exposure, in my opinion, but uh, I, I would probably take out either Metcalf or Lockett and, and definitely keep Carson because Carson is my top running back. So in being different and being uh, contrarian, I, I love that lineup a lot. Uh, I just think Julio, we have to monitor the news, and then 
um, I would drop either Lockett or Metcalf. I, I personally like Lockett more this week, but um, I think it's you're on the right track for sure. Well, great minds think alike. David Jones says the same thing to me yeah. about Julio, and I told him uh-huh. I don't care who's playing quarterback unless the Seahawks make a trade for a quarterback before Sunday. There is no way that they're going to be able to cover Julio, mm-hmm. whether it's Ryan or Schaub. Mm-hmm. I, I, just, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, Schaub is 38 years old. Um, he's He's been out of the league a lot. I think he's going to check down a lot. So that's why I don't like Julio as much, if he plays. If Matt Ryan plays, lock him up. Lock Julio up because he's my top – He's one of my top wide receivers of the week, if so. I'm, I'm, I'm putting him in regardless because with Julio, yeah, you know, you want to see Ryan throwing deep. I could see him taking a slant to the house against the Seattle secondary. I mean, I know they just acquired yeah. digs, but it's going to be his first game playing with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you're going to be different. That's for sure. I mean, I think Julio will, will garner some ownership, but not enough, and – I think it's a good play, especially if uh, if Ryan plays. So that's I know you you're gonna play him either way, but I I would only play him if Ryan plays personally. All right, DeAndre, like Hop- DeAndre yeah. Hopkins, type top wide receiver on the board, eighty one hundred had a good game last week, and uh, and the Raiders have the worst pass defense in the AFC. Yep, I uh, if if Matt Ryan does not play, I am going to DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Julio on FanDuel is 7,800. DeAndre Hopkins, 8,200. So I'll have to find $400 to kind of tinker with. But uh, I do like that a lot. Uh, Michael Thomas at 8,500 against Arizona. He's the most expensive one. Uh, I like the matchup a lot, but uh, I, I prefer Julio or DeAndre Hopkins at those price ranges. Cooper Cup, 7,500 against Cincinnati. Cincinnati, uh, the secondary can definitely be burned and. You know, Cup is you know, maybe he can rebound here, but I don't know if I see a lot of upside in the Rams this week because I feel like they can destroy Cincinnati with their running game and their defense, and they won't have to throw a ton. Yeah, I'll have a few GPP lineups with uh, Ram stacks, where again I'll go golf with Cup, and then golf with Cup and Woods probably. Um, you know, Cincinnati's missing their, I, I believe they're going to be missing their top two corners again this week, so they can burn them, but I think it's just going to be out of hand by, by halftime potentially. So, um, you know, focus more on the run and we'll see what happens, but I, I kind of want to stay away from this. Well, game if it's out of hand at halftime though, that I had this discussion with Jason Mizrahi off and I often feel like that sometimes, you know, people say, okay, you, you want a guy that plays the whole game, but no, but nobody puts up their numbers over a whole game. People say, oh, I don't want that guy because it's going to be a blowout and he could be sitting for a quarter. But how do you think they got there in the first place? If if it's a blowout, that's because the guy, the, the guy or the team has put up a lot of good numbers. And as we saw with Pat Mahomes, four, four touchdown passes in one quarter, nobody puts up their numbers over a full entire game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You're, you're right, but... Again, uh, I think they're just going to grind the ball uh, into that terrible rush defense because yeah, that that again they yeah. they allow over yeah they allow over 180 yards rushing per game. Um, it's just going to be I mean they're a terrible rush defense or terrible defenses in general. Being without their two best corners as well uh, hurts them even more. 
So, I mean, yeah, I can see it, but I just like, um, you know, Hopkins and Julio more this week than, than Cup. Yeah, me too. And Godwin, you know, as much as you like him, Tennessee's a tough matchup. So, uh, you know, out of that top-tier receivers, we're leading Julio if he plays, and you said Hopkins. Uh, right under that, Tyler Lockett at 7,000. Going to be a very popular cash game play. Uh, and Julian Edelman, I think, will be very popular, too, at 6,900. Yeah, in that next tier, um, so Tyler Lockett on FanDuel is actually still, I think, underpriced. He's 7,200, which for FanDuel is... Uh, I think like the 11th highest only. So Odell's priced above him, Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton, Cooper Cup, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I like Tyler Lockett this week as my top wide receiver for the week uh, just because it's Atlanta's defense. And we know when when you're playing when you're winning when you're going to win a million dollars play play the the stack against Atlanta defense that's that seems to be the play that works not this past week uh, it was play against Oakland defense but uh, locking at 7200 is a lock for me um, just because of the matchup uh, and then right below him actually for 6700 I, I have Kenny Galladay here uh, which is still that mid to upper tier he's, he's way too cheap i know he had a bad game this week but he's playing against the new york giants which is another bottom tier defense so those yeah, are the two i'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you range. on a lot of this stuff like i guess you're looking at the wilson when you're talking the seattle stack you're talking uh russell wilson tyler lockett and metcalf correct yeah metcalf is 6600 on $5, $5, i'm gonna yeah. have uh, oh my goodness, so cheap on DraftKings. I, I'm gonna have a ton of lineups, even maybe in my bigger entry lineups of Wilson with Metcalf and, and Lockett. So it's just yeah. uh, they gotta throw to someone, and this is gone. So uh, I think those are the two guys. Yeah. Then uh, you know, just to veer off it from a, a little bit, you know, what are you thinking about maybe Gerard Brown as a punt play this week? Uh, so, yeah, he's definitely listed on my pump play. So, um, Jerron Brown 4, is 5,100 on FanDuel. 4,000 on DraftKings. If, uh, you know, Wilson will throw to him near the goal line. Uh, and if he doesn't drop passes, you know, he can he can put up. Uh, it's all about touchdown for him. He's touchdown or bust. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he projects well for me. Uh, but, again, I think the, the biggest benefactors are still locking in Metcalf. Um, if you want to throw in a few like Russell Wilson with uh, Lockett and Jerron Brown, I don't hate it, but it's more of a GPP play. I prefer for his salary, his uh, he's so he's fifty one hundred on Fanduel. I prefer actually, you know, spending the four hundred dollars more and go AJ Brown, go three hundred dollars more and go Ridley, or you can go down to even Deshaun Hamilton from Denver, which we can talk about later. But I like that as a fun play also. Yeah, that'll be interesting. But you know, I'm you know I'm scrolling past uh, Mike Evans here and Odell Beckham and Keenan Allen, and then you, you get to Galladay, and you know, you you set a key point, which I talk about a lot. Uh, you know, from a week to week perspective, like I w- was talking about before with uh, the Tampa Bay defense, and when you see Marvin Jones blow up for for uh, four touchdowns or you very, we saw this with Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. Uh, and a lot of people don't talk about it, uh, you know, but I do a lot. And is that if you have two 
relevant receivers on an NFL team and one guy blows up in one week, the following week, the other receiver is a great candidate to have a good game for two reasons. Number one, the quarterback wants to keep the other guy involved. And number two, the defense, when they're watching the film, is saying, well, this guy just had a huge game. We got to stop him and, and slow him down. So for those reasons, I like Galladay a lot. Uh, who's coming off of, uh, I think, his second worst game of the year uh, to, have a, to have a big game. The Giants' secondary is ranked 23rd, so I'm totally in on Kenny Galladay with you this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's only 6700 on FanDuel. He's he's lower price. And I, and I love this price range of of like 6500 to 7500 And um, mainly, you know, Kenny Galladay, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, but uh, Kenny Galladay is just priced way too low. I mean, Marvin Jones now went up to 6300 on FanDuel. So he's $400 less than that. And, I mean, you hit the nail on the coffin. Um, they're going to watch the film. They're going to cover Marvin Jones now. Um, I, you know, a good example is Thielen went off one week, and then the next week was The next was Diggs, yeah. You said it. So, yep, yep, yep. So I think uh, I agree with you on that. And I'm going to have Galladay in a ton of lineups just because of his salary. So. Robert Woods, 6,300, but we already talked about the Rams and how we feel about that. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is underpriced at 6,100. Not a great matchup, it seems, against Denver, but uh, maybe a nice contrarian play. Uh, Allen Robinson, look, I applaud the guy for putting up good numbers in a disgusting offense, uh, but I'm not going to use him in daily, maybe more in seasonal. G.J. Chark, uh, interesting to me, at 6,000 is D.J. Chark because uh, he only has 99 receiving yards the last two games and couldn't rebound against the Jets, uh, I believe, 24th-ranked pass defense. John Brown against Philadelphia, somebody you got to like a lot. I still don't think that he has his biggest game of the year yet at 5,900. You got Marvin Jones at 5,800, but we like Galladay this week. And then I really like Golden Tate in the good old revenge game against Detroit. That secondary is going to be hard by the loss of Diggs, et cetera. Tate has looked really nice, really good so far. I think he's a good cash game play. Uh, then staying in that that sort of 5,000 range, going to scroll past Cooks, Ridley, Tyrell Williams, Sterling Shepard. Don't like the matchup for Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Cortland Sutton is underpriced at 5,300. And then uh, – also, Jeffrey, I don't like. Tyler Boyd has been slumping. And then we got Metcalf. So pulling from that range I just I just spoke about, you know, the guys that I like are Chark, Tate, uh, and Metcalf. Probably – and Sutton and Metcalf, probably the four that stand out to me the most. Yeah. Um, so for fans, that's a little different. So you mentioned T.Y. Hilton, he's 7,600. He's a little too expensive. I'm not going to have any shares of him. Uh, Allen Robinson, I'm not going to have either. 7,100. Um, you know, they're, they're more expensive than Galladay. I just prefer to go to Galladay and Metcalf, who are pretty much the same price. So uh, in that, I guess, lower mid to lower tier range, uh, I love Cortland Sun at 6,000 with Emmanuel Sanders down uh, out of there. The only thing about Cortland Sutton is he's playing against the Colts defense, who is, uh, in my opinion, sneaky good defense. I mean, they gave... Watson, a lot of trouble. They got a good pass rush. They got a good run defense. So 
and, and that, and I don't trust Joe Flacco. But right below him at 5,900 is John Brown against a terrible Philadelphia Eagles secondary. And yeah. <clears throat> he's going to be my main play in that, in that tier. I, I love him this week. I think he's, he's great uh, with his matchup. Yeah, Tyler he, Boyd I, at 5,600. I, I don't know if I can trust him anymore, though. Yeah, he's he's, he's been, burned he's me two, three, two weeks in a row now. So. He's, he's been up and down. Mm-hmm. And uh, but going back to Brown, he was like that other guy, really liking that range. He's been more reliable than ever before, and we mm-hmm. still haven't seen his biggest game, I don't think. Uh, he had a really nice game in week one, but I think I think another one's coming soon. And uh, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned Tyler Boyd. It's Alex Erickson is somebody that's very interesting to me as a seasonal pickup because there was a lot of internal buzz about him in the preseason, and they want to work him into the offense more, and it happened with a career game last week. And, you know, they might trade A.J. Green within the next week or so, too. So I like Alex Erickson as a seasonal mm-hmm. pickup. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just can't trust the Bengals' pass game right now. Andy Dalton, ever since we won, has just gone downhill. I mean, I'm just waiting for them to bench him again. Um I, I, I just can't trust the Bengals wide receiver core now. It's all over the place. So, you know, one week will be Auden Tate. The other week will be Alex Harrison. Uh, the other week will be Tyler Boyd. It, it seems like he just focuses on one guy particular each week, and we don't know which one it's going to be. So, I mean, I'll have my fair share of GPPs with Dalton with each one of those, but it's going to be like one or two lineups in the Millie Maker, really. Um, <clears throat> the last person I just want to touch on in this mid to low tier at 5,700 is Kenny Stills uh, with – uh, Will Fuller gone. I do like Stills a lot also. Uh, it seems like he's a favorite receiver of Watson, and I'm going to have a good amount of shares of, of Kenny Stills, I will. I think he's he's playing against Oakland, which is a terrible pass defense, which we mentioned earlier, and I think he's just priced too low with Will Fuller out. So Yeah, it's a good call. 4,700 on DraftKings. Has that same skill set as Fuller, pretty much. Uh, boom or bust. And this could be a boom week. In that range, uh, Robbie Anderson, I'll wait for the schedule to open up. Don't like DJ Moore, Jamison Crowder. Uh, I don't think I'll ever use Jarvis Landry. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders makes his debut with the 49ers, but I think it's too early to use him. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, uh, not a lot of upside, even though he's playing the Jets. Uh, We mentioned Orton Tate, but uh, not somebody I like. I I think the Stills call is good. Oh, in that range, probably the only guys that I'm thinking about is those punt type of plays or lower is like Stills, A.J. Brown, maybe Jerron Brown. Mike Williams' price has gone down, uh, but, you know, disappointing season, bad bad matchup. Mohamed Sanu, I don't think he's quite ready to, to contribute. You know, it's going to be his first game with New England. So I'm having trouble finding some real bargain receivers other than the three that we just mentioned. Well, you yeah, did I, mention I think the, Sean the Hamilton receiver. at 3,300. You know, that's a punt possible play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just don't like his matchup, and I don't like Joe Flacco. Uh, <clears throat> but he's, you know, there's got to be another number two in town besides Cortland Sutton. So I think yeah. he's going to one that's going to benefit the most, and I don't hate it too much. But um, I prefer just to pay uh, 300 more on FanDuel to go Kiki QT against really? Oakland, which – Again, I'm not totally sold on that, but he's a he's the third receiver. I mean, he likes Stills and Hopkins better, but I think Kiki QT is kind of similar to Jerron Brown. Like he he could get a touchdown and then he hits his value, you know. Um, 
And then you can go a little higher at 5,400 and go Calvin Ridley. With Sanu gone, um, I think Ridley's going to be the biggest benefactor. And he's playing Oakland this week. So we'll see how, if Matt Ryan plays. Uh, but I think in that cheap punt range, I guess you can say, uh, 5,400 on FanDuel, Ridley is uh, my favorite play. Ridley's the type of guy, and he's 5,600 on DraftKings, where I only want to mess with it in – in, in, in daily because he's been so unreliable in seasonal fantasy football. He's the type of guy where he has a great matchup and he can get one catch for 10 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I have him in seasonal and I've, I've had to have him ride the bench for a few weeks this year because you can't trust him. So I hear you on that one for sure. All right. Let's hit the tight ends really quick. I don't like the matchup for George Kittle at 6,500. I do like Darren Waller at 5,900 on DraftKings and Austin Hooper. Uh, I want to use Evan Gangram, but I'm starting to wonder if he's playing hurt. Uh, Zach Ertz has been disappointing, and it's a tough matchup. Uh, Punter Henry, it's seasonal if you have to use him, but I think uh, the price is nice at 4,900. So that's maybe one reason I would consider him, but I think Chicago is going to bounce back this week. So, I'm really about Waller and Hooper in the top range this week of the main slate. Yeah, yeah, those are going to be my only two big spends on tight end. Will be um, Waller at 6,800. I'm very sad that they pr- finally brought his price back up because uh, he was a steal for many weeks. Uh, he's the second highest tight end on FanDuel, and then Austin Hooper 6,600 on FanDuel uh, against Seattle. I think. Um, you know, if Matt Schaub plays, he's going to – I think he's the, the lock-in. If Matt Ryan plays, he's still a top end, top tight end play. But uh, just a little below my, my salary saver at tight end, if he plays, is going to be Jared Cook. Uh, he's 5,800 yeah, but- going against Arizona. You know, if, if all else fails, play, play the tight end against Arizona. So, Yeah, there are a few bargain tight ends, though, that I, I like this week. And you talk about if he doesn't play – all tight ends kill the Cardinals, and Josh Hill is only 3,200. He's, he's a guy that I like a lot this week. Yeah. Yeah, he's 5,000 on FanDuel. Um, yeah, I, I'm only going to play Josh Hill if uh, if Cook is out, but, uh, I mean, that's the only way I, I'll see it. I, I don't like really many of the cheap tight ends. The only other cheap tight end I do like a lot is Johnu Smith. At uh, I was going to say it too. And 20, again, it's all. 2,800 on DraftKings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all dependent if, if Delaney Walker plays or not. I think if Delaney plays, I, I'm not going to have it. But if he doesn't, uh, John U. Smith is going to be in probably yeah, almost I, all my lineups. Yeah. I'm all about the Titans bit, so. this week. He's only 2,800 on DraftKings. 35 and 24 yard receptions last week. Uh, I like him in daily better than seasonal, but you could use him in seasonal this week if Mark Andrews is off. Uh, you know, he's, he's somebody I'm definitely going to be on. Uh, I recommend it as a streamer in seasonal as well. All right, thanks a lot for listening to the Win Daily Podcast, our weekend edition next, coming up with our Jason Mizrahi and our DFS pros. Thanks a lot for listening.